Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Video Games Are the Worst Thing on Earth. With me, as always, is Reese. Hello, Reese. Yo, hey, what's up? And today we have a special guest, Kropo. Hello, Kropo. Am I saying that right? Yeah, yeah. I, I got the name when when my usual username I was stalking one of my exes on Twitch, mm-hmm. and they called me Kropo, so it just kind of stuck. It sounds like a Quasimodo-ass character. Kropo! <laughs> Throw the lever, Kropo. Like some some kind of bootleg liquor that'll kill you. Got a bathtub full of Kropo. <laughs> Back in the shed. <laughs> if, if you are, like home distilling hand sanitizer and you eventually convert it to to oral consumption do call it cropo i i kind of want that for my brand why are you on our podcast how did you get on our show because i spent two years at blizzard entertainment licking boots so hell yeah how are the boots at the blizzard do they got good boots uh i mean i know listen i know blizzard has dog shit pauldrons but how are the boots <laughs> they're made out of like plastic toys that they didn't sell at blizzcon that sounds pretty gross. Uh, but no, dope. for real, like, if you can elaborate, like, what was your, your job at Blizzard? So I was a game master, IGS Tier 1 to Tier 2. I handled primarily all the stuff that was in World of Warcraft. If you lost something or uh, wanted to complain about something, or Dasta ate your loot or something like that, then you get me. Okay. I, I pretended that I had any kind of authority or agency over over affecting any meaningful change in your life (laughs) so you were a video game cop yeah yeah. i did drop the band hammer a couple times and that was fun what was the angriest ticket that you've ever received a lot of honor buddy stuff was the the angriest because we we couldn't touch that in the contact center or anything like that other angry stuff was like, oh, they're they're DDoSing me. Can't you help me? In my arenas, they're using me on Twitch. And da, 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 da. It's like, you really don't know how the internet works. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Though I have had a, a similar job. We actually both at different times work doing Xbox support. So I kind of know your pain and yeah. suffering being basically the sponge for the corporation's policies and just having to... Be nice and do your best. The, the sin eater <laughs> yeah, for all exactly. of Blizzard. Yeah, the the friendly human face that you could punch repeatedly and it'll keep on smiling back at you. That, <laughs> that, yeah, that sounds like a great job. Why'd you leave? It sounds amazing. <laughs> I love being the whipping boy for. Is it Bobby Kotick who's at Activision now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was before that. It was. I forget who it was always Bobby Bicotic, but there's like no, I googled CEO of Blizzard and like six names showed up. Right where I, when I was fired was when Activision was starting to creep in on there. I mean, one of the things was they were two different companies, and then right around I think 2014 2015, you start to see a little bit of the creep in there, and they integrated them a little bit too well. And I think what was it? The guy at the time was was Morheim, and he was pretty legit. Well, he's one of the founders, right? So he has like yeah, he has like some skin in the game in the company. It looks like Bobby Kotick, Bobby Kotick, as I as I thought, is the current CEO. As we have on a on a different episode, solved Jeffrey Epstein's murder. Yes, uh, and the culprit was in fact Bobby Kotick. Indeed, he is. His name is in the little black book. <laughs> which is always the best thing to say about the CEO of a major company. It's just like, oh, well, what do you know? He's 
implicated in pedophilia. So when you worked at Blizzard, did you get that sense, you know, were people whispering behind the scenes about Bobby Kotick's bloodlust and general bile perversion? Or was that kept under wraps? That was kept under wraps. That's oh, unfortunate. Damn. Yeah, I know. I mean, it, it, like, I think once Overwatch hit, it was, it was out of the bag. <laughs> but before that, it was kind of well hidden. Listen, I, I want to get into, like, more of your personal stories, like at Blizzard. But I, I really need to know, did you ever get a chance to meet Mark Kern? Oh, who is that? Hold on. Uh, he is the beaver tooth faced weirdo freak <laughs> who just like is a font oh. of shitty takes. God, no. No, but I remember I remember fucking seeing that motherfucker on Twitter and it's just like, dude. <laughs> yeah. At Grums, where he uses like this cute little chibi avatar where it's just like, man, you do not you look like the fucking Cthulhu version of that avatar. <laughs> Like, if you're in your 30s, you can't do chibi avatars anymore. Sorry. <laughs> like, you can do furry. That's fine. Furry's okay. Like, if you're over 30 and you're a dude and you're nerdy, furry is, like, the best best you can hope for at that point. That's unfortunate, because uh, my understanding is that he was in charge of the World of Warcraft stuff for a while. Uh, he had left by that point. I'm sure that mm. once... I I, so I have a theory yeah. that he actually did very little on World of Warcraft or yeah. Blizzard or in life in general. And then, like, once stuff started getting real, they were just like, we got to get this motherfucker out of here. So I think he was long gone by the time that Kropo was uh, working there. Because you said that your term of duty was around the Cataclysm, uh, Warlords yeah. of Draenor era. Yeah, so, right yeah. in between there. So, so Missa Pandaria was kind of my sweet spot. Yeah, like so, yeah right th- after they fired everybody right before Diablo 3 got launched, and they fucked their entire support division, and like the people that were... They literally hired me right after they, the oh shit light went on, and, and they fucked where with uh, the server issue on, on Diablo 3. And then, and then there was a real money auction house with Diablo 3, which the tools for that... I looked at it and was like, I don't know what the fuck to do with any of this shit. They didn't, they didn't build any support for that in to anything on there because they didn't think about it. It's like, oh, it's just going to work and we're just going to go ahead and like make money off of it and we don't have to worry about it. I was like, no. Mm-hmm. No. Didn't they have to rebalance the loot system after they removed it? Yeah. Yeah, they made it less shitty. Oh, my God. Every single time, it's like these ghoulish companies, they love claiming like, Oh, we have it. This as an optional feature, as Jim Sterling would say, <laughs> and every single time they take those optional features out, they're like, "Oh, well, we have to rebalance the game to make it less stingy." Like it's so fucking obvious that they're just like fucking their own games to just squeeze more blood from a stone. I don't want to lead the question too much, but I I am curious, like, what your experience was as just, like, the corporate culture at Blizzard and your kind of thoughts on the way that they actually operated versus how you would have to sell that. It was a cult. Uh, It was pretty (laughs) cult-like on there during orientation because I I started out as a temp and then they hired me on full-time. They even referred to me as like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and make y'all drink the Kool-Aid here. Oh, cool. 
I like references to mass suicide during my corporate right? indoctrination. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that was that was pretty cool. Like, and it really was. Uh, I'm sorry. Did you when they said drink the Kool Aid? Did you be like, mm, actually, I think you'll find that Jonestown drank Flavor Aid, a knockoff brand of <laughs> Kool Aid. They did not use Kool Aid. This is slanderous to the Kool Aid Corporation of America. No, no. Oh, but I remember oh, specifically oh, that the guy who was doing it was actually drinking Kool Aid. <laughs> As he was telling <laughs> <laughs> Time to drink and, the bleach. Uh, and yeah. just... <laughs> was it like with the other people who worked there? Just like, oh, I get to work at Blizzard where the yeah. video games are made. I'm so happy that I'm yeah. not getting paid a living wage. Or I, oh, I don't God. know. I don't, I don't actually know what they pay, but that sounds, sounds yeah, like it's accurate. So... So when I started there, I was making about ten bucks an hour, um, and that's in Austin, which is pretty pretty bad. I, I went ahead and I kept tabs on them because uh, I occasionally get offers from the temp agency. Oh yeah, here you can work there. They they recently bumped that up to about eleven bucks an hour. Oh, um, big money! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big money. <laughs> yeah. Go buy and, yourself uh, something nice on the real money auction house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, as I said, they, they paid you in plastic shit that they didn't sell at BlizzCon, and that's straight up the fact. You didn't have a life because you were working weekends, and I was working nights. So I would get off at about 1 in the morning. So it's Jesus. like, oh, yeah, let's hurry up to the bar and, like, have one hour of hanging out and drinking. That sounds awful. Holy shit. I want to know about the bar, but I, at first I want to hear, like, what's some of the, the best trash swag they gave you? So I got like a paladin beach ball, like with a little paladin in the center of this bubble heart thing. Um, and and I got some minifigures. I think it was like Lich King, Diablo, and Sylvanas, and they all fell apart. Like you just look at them and they fall apart now. So Nice. That that's trash. Like not even yeah. anything cool. Like did you get any like cool t shirts or like Yeah, I mean I got a t shirt and I got like a little a hearthstone. Uh, statue. They gave it a Christmas gift each year for that stuff, and the Christmas parties were pretty dope. But that's about it. And and they gave us a yearly bonus, which wasn't wasn't bad at all. Oh, it sounds like it's not terrible, but it, like you said, it's a fucking cult where they expect you to work because of your passion for the yeah. the games. That literally was one of the buzzwords on there was passion. I fucking hate that shit. Yeah, but it's like you're 23, 24, and you've been playing this game for like five years. You're kind of hyped up for it. Right. You're like, oh my god, I can work at Blizzard, the place that made the video game where I click on the cow. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And Diablo, and it goes moo. And it's a a guy doing the moo noises. Amazing! Sorry, I'm just, that's one of the memories that sticks with me the most, is just standing in the field next to the, like, the, the crypts and just clicking on the cows. Like, moo! Moo. I say moo. Yeah, and then they have the My Little Pony level in Diablo 3, and they have the special t-shirt for that. I played, like, the demo version of Diablo 3, and I was just like, this is trash. Head stopped. It's it's Skinner Box the game. That's like every game except Overwatch for them and, and StarCraft, I suspect. Overwatch has got like the skins and shit. That's still the Skinner's Box as hell. Like cosmetics yeah. are ga- are the game. And they're fucking... Anyone that tells you otherwise is lying to you. I'm playing like Monster Hunter right now. And I'm doing so much fucking work just to get like cosmetic armor. <laughs> and it's like... 
I never thought I would spend like three hours trying to get something called the Dragon Vein Solid Bone, but here we are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually started playing World of Warcraft again after about a two-year break. They changed their, their transmogrifying rules on there, and I, my friend who, who still works there was logged in, and he's worked there like five years at this point. Right. And I was like, hey, man, what's going on here? It's like, I hate my life. I hate working here. I've survived <laughs> five rounds of layoffs. Why Whoa. the fuck am I still here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, sounds like a cool job. I mean, it's cool to have like connections like that, I guess, for when you play the game and just like... Hey, this asshole's bothering me. Can you ban him for me? <laughs> oh god. I mean that's that's the one thing is is like every ban has accountability with a supervisor on the supervisor and they don't agree with it, you're fucked. So oh, about that, that Hearthstone ban, I'm going off five years of metrics on there, but in order for somebody to get you like a six month ban on anything, you're talking about senior executive level on there. That wasn't a mistake. Holy shit. I can't believe that it takes this much fucking oversight just to ban somebody for saying the N-word. Well, I mean, that that's pretty cut and dry. You get about 48-hour ban on that. Wow, okay. It's not actually that long. No, no, not at all. But But that's where it's at. I remember when Overwatch was still at its kind of peak, and a lot of people were just, you can do whatever you want in Overwatch so long as you're willing to endure the suspensions, because you have to be so fucking abusive to get a permaban. Literally only, like, full-on hacking that's destroying the game in, like, a visible way is the only way that you can get that to happen. And even then, it seems like... You know, they're just happy to, like, buy another copy and keep being dipshits. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that was straight up the mentality on there. It was like, basically, it was like, yeah, we don't want to permanently ban people because they're our customers. So whenever it comes down to, like, toxicity versus money, Gee, money yeah. is pretty, pretty, pretty obvious on there. Gee, I wonder why gamers are such great people yeah. since they've, <laughs> they've clearly been held accountable for their actions all these years. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're really taking toxicity seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Probably left before this, but I wish it would have been so interesting to hear, like, the accounts of, like, people working there during, like, the fucking Hong Kong thing. I haven't talked to anybody around there of after Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Except for for that one guy who is just totally totally fed up. He apparently has got a sword now. So huh. yeah, after five years, they give you a sword, which is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how you know you're working like a nerd ass company. It's just like okay, okay, Luther, you've worked for us here five years, so here's your sword. Yeah. One of my favorite little Blizzard tidbits is that the stuff they make is so shitty that the Hearthstone Championship trophy broke in the hands of the winner as he was holding it up <laughs> as they gave it to him. <laughs> like, my own little Hearthstone thing that they gave out as a Christmas present five years ago, and they now sell as as a thing right now, <laughs> it only has one job. It's supposed to light up on three AAA batteries, and it doesn't even do that anymore. I, I kind of want to go back around, though. Um, maybe, you know, it's kind of obvious or there's not much you can say but based on your own experience with blizzard or just your general inference what's your take on the blizzard hong kong thing like maybe it's you know obvious to everybody who would listen to the show but i'm still curious to hear about it in your own words i will edit all this out and replace it with uh 
<laughs> and replace Mao it with is good. Mao you is should good. drive a tank. <laughs> President Xi is our protector and <laughs> the savior of China. Yeah. As I said, it has to be uh, a serious executive to issue a six month ban for, for anything. It's usually like forty eight hours and that's that's like the most that any rank can file on there, so that was very deliberate on there. Uh, if I could go a bit deeper, the way that the Chinese business model was explained to me about five years ago was that everything was basically handled out through a Chinese company, uh, especially with the World of Warcraft stuff on there, the hosting for all that, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what control they have over it now. There might have been some like loosening of how China does their business on there to make them a little bit more direct. But there's there's enough layers of, of separation, at least when I was working there on there. So it was like, oh, yeah, China, don't worry about China. If you see any connections from China, that means they got hacked. To have that level of involvement, I don't – like I said, it, it wouldn't be a rank-and-file person handling the band hammer at, at, at a Blizzard that would be issuing it. And like I don't know what the fuck has happened to Hearthstone since then. No, I think Reese was more asking just like what your take is on the Hong Kong situation. That streamer, I think he got banned for like two years. And they revoked his prize money until everybody like really had an outcry and they gave him that back, but the ban stood in place and they fired the announcers. Oh just my God. There. Yeah. And, and, and they didn't say anything. They were like, oh no, cut. This is bad. And they were just they like, they were like hiding were. under their desks. And they were like, you were in the room when that happened. You did not murder. That guy on spot, thus you're fired. You didn't fucking, you didn't control alt delete and task the, go in the task manager to end OBS, and like yeah. you didn't pull yank the power cable out of your computer. That's general mentality of the company is expendable. I was expendable. You don't have to pay me a living wage. Everybody in Austin office is expendable. You can lay them off as need be. Oh, the price of having people that have been there for five years is getting too much. Let's go ahead and offer a half-ass incentive to get them to quit. They they view human beings as expendable, so that somebody on there is like, oh, well, this is a human being that is doing something we don't like. We can go ahead and get rid of it. And that's the mentality that's that you see throughout like the industry on here. Blizzard's pretty rare in that they actually hire their customer support directly, and they make them you know Activision Blizzard employees with the insurance and the benefits and everything on there. EA is like about two miles away from Blizzard, the, the customer support for EA. We go to the same bars. Mm-hmm. We bitch about you together. Uh, <laughs> EA is a little bit shittier because, of course, it's EA. A bit further down the road, you have Bethesda and 2K and some other people are all in one office that's basically just arts outsourcing on. And the kicker for that is so like Bethesda outsources it to this one company and this one company outsources all of their staffing to these other companies and you never get hired on full time. So it's like at a moment's notice, you can fire everybody with no questions asked. You don't give a fuck about it. A little bit down the road from there is Tryon Worlds, who also hire their people on full time, but they don't develop their own games anymore. And uh, I interviewed with them as well because, you know, so many video games on here and it's just like oh yeah so so when you take action the people that spend money you're a little bit looser on them it's like yeah we are i mean we know where our money is out there so we go back to the toxicity thing where it's an industry right thing but people are disposable in the game industry i mean any any job in the industry outside of the executives they will view you as 
disposable and interchangeable bit of machinery. You can be replaced and replenished by any number of eager 20-year-olds that's like, oh, I'm working in the video game industry. That's great. I think that, honestly, the cure for the shittiness of the game industry is that everyone just stops feeling like video games are cool. Like, everyone just sort of like, oh, it's just a toy for babies. We should all go back to that. And I think that would solve, like, the exploitable enthusiasm issue. The last game I got pumped for was The Outer World. And that was just because I was Tim Kaine and Leonard Boyarsky and, like, all of that. And I wasn't disappointed, but it was a little bit shorter than I was hoping for. But still. I personally... This, this is a whole can of worms. <laughs> <laughs> I have multiple issues with the politics of that game. The middle road is like always portrayed as the right option. It's like it makes all like the left wing options insane, stupid people who are just like, I'm actually a fraud. I kind of look at it like Robocop, where it's like the bad guys have already won and they've already won for about a hundred years. I mean, that's like, that's the United States. The bad guys have won here for like a hundred years. Let's reorient around uh, Blizzard. The reason I wanted to get on this topic is because, A, we haven't really talked too deep about this. We covered the one guy who wanted to know how to undelete Hmm. his his Overwatch account because the the Halloween event was coming. Um, And and that was very funny. As soon as BlizzCon happened and they like dangled a bunch of treats in front of the gamers' faces, like, I haven't heard about the fucking Hong Kong thing since. The will of gamers is to just be utterly dominated and be placated by treats. Yeah, and then and then they got furious at Warcraft 3 Reforged because it was t- total shit. And I don't know if we'll get around to reading that article I posted about it, but mm-hmm. it's they went back on a lot of promises for it. And so now that's what they're mad at. Gamers don't care. There hasn't been <laughs> any kind of issue. Um, and it's so funny talking about Mark Kern before. He went on the quartering as like the, an elder statesman of gaming oh, to like gross. condemn Blizzard and to be like, gamers, this is our time. We're coming together. We are showing that gamers rising up matters. It's just like two months later, it just like doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't understand the quartering aside from some neck beard who sniffs his own farts and hates tits for some odd reason. And yet secretly is straight. I don't, I don't get that, but it's like, here's what gaming needs. Gaming needs more more of the elder statesmen to die so we can realize yeah. that we're all mortal, and, right. and that'll hit us really hard. I think Bobby Kotick needs coronavirus. Oh, now we're now we're talking. Can you can you do a lifetime a lifetime ban on Bobby Kotick? Let me get my Mosin back, and we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make a grand proclamation about Blizzard. What's up? Which is that there are many shitty video game companies but blizzard is the worst of them all and the reason is is because this element that we're talking about the baked in oh i drink the kool-aids we have passion for blizzard product they're the company that treads on that the most and is the most abusive not only to its workers but to all of the gamers who are still drinking the kool-aid like I, I mentioned it, I think a zillion times, but like Super Bunny Hop has this breakdown about how Blizzard has been slashing the budgets for all of their games and replacing them with just Skinner box mechanics to keep people engaged and coming back to it. Um, and the one thing 
that really pissed me off because I'm a broke brain. I was playing a Blizzard product is in Hearthstone. They have a new mode called Battlegrounds. It's actually pretty fun because it's just free. You don't have to really do very much to get stuff. And they, I was watching something called Omnistone because they had like Battlegrounds news. And they were talking about how there's this really onerous $60 a year like subscription to Battlegrounds that like adds all this extra shit that basically it's, it's optional, but it's, you kind of need it for it to be fun because the heroes aren't balanced and you need to have the option to pick. You get extra options to pick. And if you don't have that, you're just going to be screwed while playing the game. And I, and while they were talking about this shit and Battlegrounds, they were just like, well, you know, so many people were playing it for free. And you just can't have that. You can't have all these people having fun for free mm-hmm. in Hearthstone. And everybody was agreeing, like, yeah, yeah, they need, maybe it's a little harsh, $60 a month. But, you know, you, you, you can't have people having fun. That's crazy. And I was just like... <laughs> Yeah. All right, and, and I literally like uninstalled the game while they were talking about that because it was just how fucking indoctrinated do you have to be to be like you need to be rooked. Like Hearthstone is already a game. If you want to be competitive, you have to pay more than two hundred dollars a year. Yeah, to like have all the cards and to be able to make the decks to be like competitive in the meta. Like maybe you could scrape by with like one deck, an expansion that's like competitive otherwise and so everybody was flocking to battlegrounds because it was fun and free and the blizzard was just like no 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 fuck this shit so this is why i was kind of pushing for this blizzard topic at the top of this episode so i was like you know what fuck these guys everybody's still like despite all the rage about warcraft and all this other stuff it's just like nothing has pierced just like the cult and I don't know. Well, let me let me build on that real quick because I I had some access to the internal stuff at the time. Hearthstone was always just like a little nifty side project that kind of blew up. It's kind of the portal of Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Um, like we weren't expecting it to kick off nearly as much as like we were hoping Heroes of the Storm would kick off or Warlords of Drainer would kick off, which terrible expansion. Just- <laughs> and it's like you look at it like from a design perspective the the internal structure of warlords of drainer was basically an expansion of the farm from Miss of pandaria but they just fleshed it out there and they recreated the exact same shady design of cataclysm where it's like you have the central hub and then you go out and you do the daily quest and then you come back in and you don't do anything it doesn't feel like a big ass world mm-hmm. which they kind of fixed with the later expansions they got their hair out of us there but i'm gonna go ahead Hearthstone, they patched out my fucking credits in there because they put me in, in the first thing and they just patched out. So I'm a little bit bitter about that. That's uh, up. Yeah, that's fucked. Like, if you want, like, my, my name is only on a Blizzard game if it's on a disc. So, like, the Xbox 360 ports of, of Diablo have my name on them and anything else is, has been erased in patches. That's how much they care about their people. But I'll, I'll go ahead and, and since it was World of Warcraft 24-7 at the time for my life, there was some cosmetic items added to World of Warcraft. There was like some horns, a frozen face thing, and like some red and black gaudy edgelord from early 2000s. They added them, and that was the only cosmetic item of equipment that they added. And the internal thing is on there is they did, like, extensive surveys, like, how much do you think this is worth? How much, like, to price it out and hit the sweet spot of, like, what the value was on there. And then 
after they released him, they released an internal thing. It's like, we don't believe that this is the integrity of the game. We don't want to go ahead and monetize that. We don't want to do any of that. So with Blizzard Entertainment, you see a huge, well, not a huge, a steady decline in, in the acquiescence of Daddy Activision. So they got acquired by Vivendi, and they were basically their own thing, and World of Warcraft for about five, six years was just printing money, so they just let him be. And then as that declined, you start seeing the, the more predatory monetization sneak in. You see Hearthstone just burst out of the scene and become like the best things in sliced bread. The original design of Hearthstone is like, oh yeah, you can play without a pack, or with packs, and if you get packs, you might be a little bit better. And then they go ahead and, and do the Magic the Gathering thing where you need to go ahead and, and play the meta and, and all the other stuff like that. And you see that a little bit with, with World of Warcraft now, too. And that was the thing that I noticed with this new expansion is they, they do character boosts. And that was introduced in Warlords of Draenor as an incentive to get old players back into the game. And it's like, yeah, if you buy the expansion, you get a free character boost. You can jump right in. You can get the new content because you might not have been playing for three or four years. and You might be three expansion packs behind the new one. That's now an optional paid feature. You have to pay an extra 20 bucks for that. So the solutions that they designed on there have now been monetized to a point where anything's on there. And there was internal deliberation and struggle against that, but that's all been gutted out as Activision's creeped further into it. With with Morheim stepping down, I mean, I do have a degree of respect for, for Mike Morheim. Like, everybody had a direct line to him, the buck stop with him. And I remember using that email once for an issue that was making things unplayable for, for World of Warcraft. I was like, these people are going on there. They only have one, like, it's only a developer that can fix it. We can't fix it. And people are getting out of their characters for about three three weeks at the time. But the moment he got that email, it got fixed two days later. They doubled the amount of people that they had fixing that stuff on the development team. So with Morheim getting out there, with Morheim leaving, I mean, that's that was the last gasp of Blizzard as we knew it from like the 90s and all. Yeah, and now it's Bobby Kotick, our fearless Epstein friend leader. Because preying upon children can be enjoyed on many levels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, gross. I'm... No, I mean, it's, it's, it's true, you know, the, the children that play World of Warcraft and also the victims of the billionaire syndicate that Bobby Kotick leads. Yeah. Just to wrap up real quick, it's a final statement on Blizzard. Can we just assume with every action that they take, the most cynical tack? That is safe to assume with everything, right? Oh, yeah. Most, most assuredly at this point, everybody that had any heart of it got fired three, four years ago. Any hearth of it? Oh, boom. But yeah, um, and so so my case has been laid down for Blizzard as as the worst video game company on Earth. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's it's like D'Onofrio from Men in Black after his first scene where he is the bug person inhabiting D'Onofrio's skin. That's mm-hmm. what Blizzard is now. Sugar in water. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Bobby Kotick talking, <laughs> making his demands. Microtransactions. <laughs> In Hearthstone. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think that's a good conclusion. All right. So Final Fantasy XIV, the news is, won't evict you from your in-game house during the coronavirus pandemic. Making Final Fantasy XIV 
a better place to live than the real world. <laughs> this is from PC Gamer and by Steven Messner. And literally, like, the subtitle of the article is, if only there were such guarantees in the real world. Fuck me. I'm just going to get into this. Final Fantasy XIV is putting a freeze on housing evictions. Its developers announced yesterday. So that players don't have to worry about their virtual property during the coronavirus pandemic. Quote, taking into account the real, the worldwide spread of the COVID-19 a blog post on Final Fantasy XIV's website reads, and the economical effects of various cities going into lockdown, we have decided to temporarily suspend automatic housing demolition. Oh my god. <laughs> so if you're one of the lucky few who managed to get a house in Final Fantasy XIV, typically players must enter their house at least once every 30 days or risk it being demolished and the land sold to another player. That's because housing in Final Fantasy XIV is exceedingly rare and there's only a limited supply of plots per server. This limited availability makes owning a house a huge and very expensive responsibility that players typically share with an entire guild. But even though internet usage is surging as people self-isolate, now players don't have to worry about losing their in-game homes if they're unable to play. That's good on them because you can't burn down virtual houses. You can in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Get evicted, I advise. Um, gas is very cheap right now. Matches are also cheap, so... They're, they're cheaper than rent. That seems like a... <laughs> yeah. Seems yeah. like a poorly yeah. thought-out situation, if you ask me. Continuing the article, it's an unexpectedly generous move from Square Enix. Hopefully, real-world governments will follow suit as an increasing number of people are left jobless by COVID-19. Across North America, there is a growing pressure to temporarily suspend rent and mortgage payments as people grapple with the economic fallout caused by the epidemic. Hell, even Cheesecake Factory can't make rent. Have you guys seen that? No, I haven't. Yep. Yeah, yep. Cheesecake Factory, people were like, oh, Comrade Cheesecake Factory, the revolution will start at Cheesecake Factory because they can't pay their fucking rent. Oh, Square uh -huh. Enix will monitor the situation over the coming days to determine when evictions will resume. So, yeah, thanks for that, Square Enix. Cool. It is cool of them to do it. They've done it before, like when a natural disaster hit. They had that suspended for a really long time. And it does eat into their bottom line because this is a strategy to keep you subscribed. It's very hard to get a house. And then, like, if you don't say stubbed, you're going to lose it 100%. And I don't want to say it's a good company or whatever, but it is a better move than our own government is taking right now at when lives are at stake so it's just like you have to do better than square enix <laughs> well i mean here, here's the thing about about japan though is their leaders like their their corporate leaders are generally competent there are a number of districts throughout the world uh, and each city has its own unique like landscape and there's only like 400 plots in each city uh, on every server that you can buy. And if you buy it, you can, you know, decorate it. You can visit it. RP servers have a bunch of fucked up brothels and shit. And, and it costs 3 million gold gill to, to get, which is not easy to put together unless you're like already investing a lot of time in the game. When they opened a new district, I managed to snag one uh, when I played a long time ago. 
And eventually, like, I, I quit the game because I, you know, run out of stuff to do. But still, I felt that pang. I was like, I'm going to lose my house. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be gone forever. But it's just like, that's that's how they hook you. And it's a huge status symbol, the biggest. So you're saying you had a huge epine in Final Fantasy. But who knew that having vapid, meaningless status symbols would have you co-sign on this some horrible, nasty, monstrous, manipulative system of <laughs> control there? Yeah, it's like, we don't want to give Square Enix, like, call them good. It's just like an easing off of the nonsense. And you can get an apartment that's just like a single room that you can decorate that never goes away, even if you log off. For very cheap, so you can participate in the housing, but it's like everybody has an apartment. No one cares about your apartment. Well, I think that that, that sums up Final Fantasy XIV situation I've right been now. obsessed with this last article you posted, Reese. What the <laughs> fuck is this? I was looking for articles, and I said, like, well, what's Patrick Klepek retweeting these days? And this is something that he wrote. So uh, I'll read this right now. Oh, boy. From Vice Games by Patrick Klepek. Why Nintendo fans think this porn account knows the company's secrets. Like <laughs> Nintendo tries to keep what they're working on a surprise. That only makes people want to know what's going on even more. All right. So for the past few days, the Nintendo fan community has been on the edge of their seat with a single question. Did a random and anonymous cam girl with the Twitter account HotGirlVideos69 accurately leak that Nintendo would hold a Nintendo Direct this week? HotGirlVideos69 says there will be a Nintendo Direct next week with some teaser info about Breath of the Wild 2 and supposedly a teaser about a Metroid game? Question mark? Learned from a guy I called a beta cuck over webcam. <laughs> <laughs> and then she tags Jeff Gerstman. <laughs> that's the perfect person to tag (laughs) the prediction was bold just a week after the release of animal crossing new horizons more or less exhausting the games nintendo has announced for release there would be a major nintendo direct where the company would show a trailer for legend of zelda breath of the wild 2 and perhaps more importantly a teaser for a secret metroid game there are a few events more anticipated than nintendo direct the slick public relations video started back in 2011 as an easy way for the company to communicate new game announcements and updates to games in development. The rest of the industry has, in the years since, ripped off the idea. Nintendo Directs tend to happen every few weeks, but occasionally the company will go longer stretches without one. In their absence, the people begin speculating, and the Nintendo rumor industrial complex takes over. And that's a link to a whole other article, so I assume it's a big, huge nonsense thing gamers are up to. Me and Reese have been, like, shitting on Nintendo fans, like, (laughs) profusely in the last couple days. So, so I was mainly a Sega guy. I actually bought a Sega Saturn, and that was like the best moment of my life when I when I finally got that. That was like my inner child happy. This is an adult podcast, right? I think. Given, yes. given Yeah. Okay. My last experience with with Nintendo products was I was flirting with a guy on Telegram, and I go to his house. Basically, he's got his his boyfriend chained to the bed playing Nintendo Switch while he uh, we engaged in in, in conversation. Um, I come to find out that said boyfriend <laughs> said boyfriend is is like basically he wants to be a girl and he is a huge fan of YouTube atheists. So that Ugh. that has worked out, and I think 
I think that's your peak Nintendo fan right there. <laughs> <laughs> BDSM cuck fetish. BDSM. A- the new Proto transgender misogynist YouTube atheist. There we go. Uh, yeah. Uh, to continue. In their absence, people began speculating, and the Nintendo rumor industrial complex takes over. The latest Nintendo insider becomes a temporary profit for those desperate for guidance. Recently, Hot Girl Videos 69 became that profit. There was evidence to believe, too. A tweet from Hot Girl Videos 69. E3 is canceled due to concerns related to the coronavirus. I found out from a guy who pays me for private cam girlfriend experience sessions. They're always <laughs> COVID-19 free. I was wondering uh, what GFE stood for. <laughs> I'm afraid to ask why you know that. <laughs> it's more common than some fucked up things you know about. So. <laughs> uh, we're, on we're March- trying to make it mainstream. <laughs> on March 5th, Hot Girl Video 69 made another bold prediction. E3 2020 would be canceled. This came a week before the news was handed down, but the same day creative outfit IM8Bit announced it would no longer collaborate on planning the event. That day was the first time various sources began telling me canceling E3 might be on the table. But the emergency meeting that would decide E3's fate would not happen for another four days. It was, in theory, certainly possible someone had been in, around, or told about a high-level conversation when canceling E3 was discussed at that time, people were talking about it. It was also possible someone was lobbing a rumor grenade for attention because that's how a video game rumor industrial complex sometimes operates. You only have to get lucky. Only days later, E3 was canceled and Hot Girl Video 69 was showered with praise by fans eager for someone to leak them information and even acknowledge the industry itself. Yeah, so apparently, based off of what you're telling me, this Hot Girl 69 has like... A pay pig source who's yeah. like giving them all the fucking video game information leaks and like in exchange for like being called a cuck and being sexually humiliated. See, uh, see when Kotaku does it, it's bad. When Hot Girl Video 69 does it, it's good. It's cool. I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. Okay. So this is from Hot Girl Video 69. So many of my clients breaking NDA, disclosure agreement stuff, is like part of the experience when I make them tell me stuff, they said. I never thought about posting it until the E3 thing happened, but now I'm like, fuck, why didn't I do this a long time ago? (laughs) Uh, Getting attention for leaks means more attention for their Twitter accounts and more potential uh, new clients, etc. Oh my god. (laughs) Skipping ahead forward, more comments from Hot Girl Video 69. Some guys like to be abused virtually. Spitting on a piece of clear plastic I put in front of my cam as if I'm spitting on them. So basically, these sub Nintendo <laughs> clients, as to get off, are like telling her, like, when Breath of the Wild 2 is. <laughs> Which fucking rules. Um, this is so good. Like, Ghost in the Shell did not tell us how horny our cyberpunk dystopia would be i agree this is amazing that like there are just like humiliation fetishists who work at nintendo who are just like leaking all the information about their fucking company through a hot girl (laughs) 69 (laughs) and the most of the rest of the article is basically there there's some doubt the him investigating you know whether or not this is true 
and uh, kind of ends up that Nintendo, there was a Nintendo Direct, but there was no Breath of the Wild or Metroid stuff. And she was just like, I'll always tell you what I hear. I will never. Uh, and then it says the, the end of the article is Hot Girl Video 69 was disappointed, but ready to move on to the next potential leak. A good prophet focuses on what they got right. And she claimed to already have someone lined up. I'll ask my little cuck, they said. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe it was all bullshit, but you can't can't blame (laughs) wanting to believe. That was amazing. For posterity, for for the rest of civilization, leaks that come from from cam girls are no longer referred to as leaks. We refer to them as squirts. Oh, Oh, wow. Oh, you just got Randy Pitchford's attention. Is that a magic (laughs) trick? Borderlands 4, date release. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he would fucking do it. That would fucking happen to him. So that's it. That's that's the whole story. So I read that, and I'm glad you hadn't heard of this, Alden. I could just Holy <laughs> lay shit. it on you. This is amazing. I'm honestly tempted to follow them just to keep up with, <laughs> like... The, all these video game leaks like this is an incredible source i'm stunned that nobody i know is following this person because <laughs> it's like i would expect patrick klepek you know i would expect jeff gersman you know you got a reliable source like this and you're just letting it go because half the pictures in their recent pictures are completely <laughs> not safe for work um like this person with a strap-on mask fleshlight I like the tweet announcing this article from Vice Games. It's like, what else does Hot Girl Video 69 know that we don't? <laughs> <laughs> so, so many things. Oh, yeah, I can tell. I'm not going to follow this account. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then I you'll see, never I mean, know. Like, I don't have a switch, so I don't give a shit. The Obama Attorney General's office followed me a while ago, like about three weeks ago. So this 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 just falls into Twitter just so well. Yeah, yeah perfect. Yeah, more like the Nintendo sub, am I right? <laughs> oh! Ah. Da, 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 da. All right, so we're running out of time. So I just want to pull out the, this last <laughs> l- little bit of salt. Something for us. Uh, that article is fucking amazing, though. Like, holy shit! Uh, the great, great job, Reese, on finding us some great, excellent topics. No, thank you, Patrick Klepek, for your intrepid reporting. Ooh. I know, right? <laughs> we have some gamer adjacent news because it involves Doritos. So, in for another round of the salt mines. Uh, this time, again, the salt will be us, and it will be us <laughs> reacting to a post by Chuck Wendig, perhaps the most infamous man-child weirdo resistance lib on Twitter. The soy boy prince. The, just the king. The absolute king of the soy boys. I'm going to record this in my most, uh, my most <laughs> epic voice. Okay. Buckle up, butter dicks. It's time to talk about Doritos. <laughs> but buckle up, butter dicks. It's time to talk about Doritos. It's not a sentence that should exist... I uh, like this is like powerful. Him. I I have to give him that. Like a lot of times you hear like the epic fuck waffle type language, uh-huh. and you're like, you know, it's it's cringe, but whatever. But butter dicks is powerful. It is a it is a <laughs> the mental English image word. Yeah. is disturbing. As as very seasoned slut at this point in time, <laughs> you generally don't use butter in that capacity. You generally <laughs> use Crisco. 
And I think that that betrays a lack of understanding of shortening based lubricants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, another fuck. another one for the fail compilation, Chuck. God, Chuck, just fucking log off. I I beg you. I, I swear to God. This is like the same guy who, like, during the fucking primaries, is like, when you hoop de floop de floo and you hurdiger, and then he had, like, Lin Manuel Miranda <laughs> just, like, respond florp to him. This was their, like, reaction to Elizabeth Warren, just, like, totally crumpling. They're just like, oh, flumpy bumpy wump. Mommy yeah. lose. And this whole listen up Butterdick's tweet storm is like this just absurd like piece of Twitter fiction where he's like trying to divine where the name Doritos came from and he's being very quote funny unquote Ugh. about I need to about li- I the need origin. To find this. I don't know. It's like I appreciate on some level somebody just being so out there and weird that they just tweet three hundred things about the fake origin of Doritos, but I don't know. To me, it's post and cringe. And oh as, my god! And as someone who has posted plenty of cringe in my life, I feel like judge. This is another one of those fucking assholes who, like, he posted this not two—he posted this not two days ago, and yet I'm having to scroll and scroll and scroll just to see fucking. <laughs> is it forty-eight is it hours like a ago? J.K. Rowling thread in there. No, but he did get in trouble for like getting mad at like virtual library and being like, "This is piracy." He got mad at our archive.org, is my understanding, because like apparently like some of his stuff got put in there. It's not eating into his sales of Star Wars audiobooks, whatever the fuck this idiot does. But he's having like a full own <laughs> baby meltdown about how archive.org is piracy. Oh my god, I'm I'm looking at his face. I found the tweet. Do it. Let's do it. I, like you and any other human, has definitely enjoyed the zesty nacho tang of Doritos corn chips from time to time, as well as the alternative flavors like Cool Ranch, Sweet Chili. Did fucking not Doritos pay him for this shit? They should ask for their money back. There's just 700 tweets, and then at the end of it we find... He's like, all right, we found the answer. Doritos, door intos, door into the voids. The nacho corn chips are baked with human souls. Ugh. They are a product of the eternal void. Their crunch is the sound of ghost bones. The nacho powder is dehydrated teeth extracted from the punished sinners. <laughs> Fuck. This is so... Ugh. It's cringe. He's posting cringe, folks. Chuck, <laughs> We're salty about it. Sorry. Yeah, Chuck, uh, what Chuck, were we going to say? Chuck Wendig. Darling, sweetie, honey, darling, Nihilus Darbus can do it in one fucking tweet. What the fuck are you wasting our time for? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, like, buckle up, butter dicks. It's time to go talk about Chuck Wendig. <laughs> What's his name mean? Maybe he is like a Wendigo, the mythical beast that drives people insane before eating them in the wilderness. <laughs> but yeah, that was a real bad tweet. And we got mad about it, and hopefully you did too, listener. Yeah. I think that uh, that's all the internet I can stand for today. I'm going to go back to grinding for Dragon Bane Solid Bones in Monster Hunter World so I can get my cosmetic items. (laughs) (sighs) I wish you luck with your 
Damascus codpiece. Indeed. Thank you, friend. Thank you very much for having me on. And uh, no problem. Hope you all have a good one. It was interesting getting the inside scoop on the hell that is Blizzard Entertainment. <laughs> yeah, it was a real Any... pleasure to to get all of our suspicions confirmed. Yeah. 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 I mean, it it really is a cult. I, I've lost less money in the cult than most people. I was skinny then, so. So where can people find you and your stuff on the internet? Uh, I'm Kropotkin Peter on Twitter, uh, Antifa customer support. North America, uh, there was there was two other accounts made by people that I have no idea who they were, but they were pretty funny, and then they got banned, so... Oh, that's sad. I'm the North American one. I miss I miss the Anzac one. My, my comrades are gone. All right. So, Reese, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at your very good bud on Twitter, mad at Chuck Wendig 24-7. Just fucking screaming at a picture of Chuck Wendig doing the soy face. Yep. It's like, no, you can't use baby talk on Twitter. It's just like that meme where it's just like the <laughs> screaming guy and it's like, uh, the ha ha tweets go floop de flu. <laughs> <laughs> And it's me with just like 700, a 700 word scream at him yeah. saying, oh, you can't do this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you can find me at 8Altonate on Twitter or my YouTube at Alton Plays, where I'm uploading the VODs occasionally. You have We have our main Twitter account at Vigatwato. We have patreon.com slash Vigatwato. We have our main website, which is video games are the worst dot uh, pinecast dot see well fuck it i've fucked it up video games are the worst dot pineclass dot co that is correct that is correct and we will be releasing more stuff soon eventually uh when i feel like it yeah absolutely hit us up and let us know how you feel about tom nook we really enjoy that (laughs) (laughs) uh Man, people got really fucking salty when we called him a landlord. Holy shit. <laughs> that oh. that was the meme, though. Yeah. It's, it's very well-worn territory. It's not like... Neither of us have played play Animal Crossing. It's just... Yeah, I don't even have look a at the meme. switch. It's like, haha, funny meme. I'm trying to think. That's like eight my balls level old. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know. People were, people were attacking us, just being like, actually, Tom, Tom Nook, Nook is, is a wonderful family man. How <laughs> fucking dare you? One He's person, a socialist. One person unfollowed and blocked the account, <laughs> like for fucking calling Tom Nook a landlord. Like, holy shit. The only good defense of Tom Nook was from our buddy Four Push, who said he's a cute little guy. Yeah, <laughs> which which is tough to disagree with. Yeah, that's yeah, bulletproof argument. Uh, all right. So until next time, we'll see you again with another take that sets the internet on fire. Like fuck, I don't know. Uh, Mario is a class traitor for rescuing the princess or some shit. We'll you have, like, son of a bitch! We just have fucking Mario is just a short-haired Ron Jer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Outworks over. Take your face to Coffee Bean. I gotta get to Azeroth. You Luddites ain't stopping me. My equips legit. Look me up in the armory. We're at war, stupid butt.
Millions of critics and cynics who feel just like me. We're all living in a better 